Well, welcome back. This is the Teach for Endurance podcast. And can you believe it? This is podcast number 21. So we are on to our fifth season of the Teach for Endurance podcast. And I thank you greatly for those that have stuck around with me throughout this podcasting journey. 21. That's crazy. Anyway, we're talking, or we're going to be talking today about uh, something that piggybacks off a recent podcast of mine called Root Destruction, uh, and we're going to call this one That Sinking Feeling. Uh, this one's piggybacking off Root Destruction. Uh, that was the one that dealt with the concept uh, regarding enduring physical and mental health uh, and how when things are deeply embedded in us, uh, especially if they're things that are not so healthy, uh, the deeper they go, the harder they are sometimes to weed out and, and, and improve upon. Uh, so we're going to that back kind of that concept, but in a little bit different of a direction here. Uh, first things first, uh, you and I are human, at least I think I'm human. Uh, some might differ, but we are human and we do indeed sink. Uh, put us in a body, wa- a body of water and at some point uh, we're going down. So keep that notion in mind, if you would, please. All right, we're going to go back in history a little bit here and talk about the grandest ship of them all, the Titanic. The Titanic was a luxury British steamship that sank in the early hours of April 15, 1912, after striking an iceberg, which led to the deaths of more than 1,500 passengers and crewmates. Now, she was grand, and she was indeed beautiful. She was a work of art. There's no doubting that. No expenses were spared to make this luxury at its finest on the seas. However, what the outside shows can never truly mask cracks in the foundation, so to speak. So while she looked pretty and she looked glamorous and she looked big, like a titan, hence where her name came from, she was actually doomed before she even set sail. You see, Titanic featured a double bottom uh, and 15 watertight bulkhead compartments equipped with electric watertight doors that could be operated individually or simultaneously by a switch on the bridge. In fact, it was this design that inspired Titanic to be lauded as quote-unquote practically unsinkable in the press. But while these things looked impressive on paper, and I'm sure they looked impressive in person, this watertight compartment design contained a structural weakness and a key factor in Titanic sinking. You see, while the individual bulkheads were indeed watertight, the walls separating these bulkheads extended only a few feet above the waterline, so water could technically pour from one compartment into another, especially if the ship began to pitch forward, which history has shown us that's exactly what she did. Another deep problem or issue uh, with Titanic's structure was her steel hull. Uh, It certainly looked apart. I mean, what could sink something so massive? It was like three football fields long. How about the steel having a high sulfur content? This internal flaw, along with the low water temperatures, I mean they were sailing in the North Atlantic, caused brittle fractures weakening the massive hull. In essence, little holes or divots, if you will, were what caused the grandest of all ocean liners to sink beneath the surface of the Northern Atlantic. Uh, Water found a way in, and it's going to keep coming in and keep coming in, you know, known as displacement until it finds another area to go to and it's just going to keep filling and filling. It were these little divots that allowed displacement to occur, bringing this behemoth of architecture and design to her final resting place on the ocean floor of the northern Atlantic. The cliff note version here is this. As I said, water is going to find a way, any crack, crease, hole, etc., and it's going to find a new home until filled and it moves on to another new home. 
While it doesn't mean to cause destruction, that's exactly what's going to happen. If you have a crack in your roof or foundation and it rains, that water will find a way in and continue to do so until your ceiling collapses or your basement is flooded and destroyed. Uh, The analogy here is this. Do you have any cracks that have yet to be resolved that are slowly tearing you down day after day? If so, it's only a matter of time before your own personal sinking. Okay, it's share time. Uh, First, I'll share a training racing uh, story here. Um, No matter what race I am competing in or I had competed in in the past, I have my own structural weakness that certainly needs to be addressed or I will never reach the finish line. Uh, These are my IT bands. They are my nemesis, my cracks in the hull, if you will. The IT band is like a thick bunch of fibrous tissue that runs from the outside of uh, the hips or my hips to the outside of the thigh and knee down to the top of the shin bone. If the IT band gets too tight, and they do, it can lead to swelling and pain around your knee, intense pain. There are a lot of ways to attempt to deal with this problem. Trust me, I've tried them all. Physical therapy, blood transfusion, cortisone shots, orthotics, and the list goes on. However, all these ended up being band-aids on a shark bite. They'd mask the issue for a bit until boom, like a big boom. And my legs literally lock up and my running days are over. Uh, It literally even hurts to walk. By looking deeper at the true cracks in my foundation, I learned that I have tight hip hip flexor muscles. So by doing a lot of yoga, some Tai Chi, and a buttload of foam rolling on particular trigger points, I've been able to greatly minimize and improve upon this nuisance, thereby avoiding sinking. And hopefully you get that analogy. I had to go deep and actually find the true cause of what was making my IT pans so feisty. On a more personal level, I'm sure I've mentioned in earlier podcast episodes at some point that I lost both parents at a really young age. This has caused me to have major cracks in my foundation in terms of fear of loss. For example, from the day they were born, I have worried to the point of exhaustion of losing anyone close to me, like my my wife, my children, whatnot. Why? Because I have never really truly dealt with the cracks from losing both parents in childhood, especially my mom. There are times when this fear can be downright debilitating. Do I need to address this? Most definitely, and I am. Uh, And over time, I have been improving by working at this in in a number of ways. But remember, just because I'm the one talking here doesn't mean that I have everything figured out. I'm simply sharing you know, my own cracks and how I need to address them. Otherwise, they will indeed sink me. These unresolved holes or cracks can come in a variety of fashions. From an engineering perspective, it becomes much clearer to see how such a grand and beautiful ship could indeed sink. Beauty on the outside has nothing to do with true health and strength. While engineering weaknesses are far easier to discern, you know, know, the Titanic, Challenger Space Shuttle, uh, the Surfside Condominium in Florida, Uh, However, when it comes to us complex human beings, these weaknesses or cracks are often more difficult to, well, uh, well, um, to crack. I'm sure there are a variety of reasons for this, one of which being that sometimes it's hard to truly look in the mirror at our weaknesses because sometimes we don't really like what's looking back at us. So regardless, let's look at some human examples, albeit extreme, and ponder what cracks maybe were never dealt with Uh, thereby allowing unfortunate destruction. 
uh, James Earl Ray, what deep cracks were present to cause this man to silence a man of peace and love uh, when he shot and killed Martin Luther King Jr.? Mark David Chapman, what holes were left ignored in his foundation to which this man thought it was his duty and right to take away one of the world's greatest musicians, John Lennon? Jim Jones, what cracks were ignored which made this individual feel it was okay to organize and commit the Jonestown Massacre? The January 6th rioters, what unresolved issues would make what seemed to be perfectly normal people feel it was natural to follow a wannabe Pied Piper to cause destruction, pain, and death? Where did the quote-unquote water seep in here? Uh, dysfunctional government, what cracks reside in those chosen to run our country which will not allow them to work together and trust each other? Social, or social media moguls. What cracks reside which motivated them to continually, or motivate them to continually push products they know are not healthy? Hell, they won't even let their own children use their creations. Hello, red flag anyone? Uh, shooters, take your pick, my lord. There seems to be a new mass shooting weekly at this rate. What in the hell cracks are present and crumbling within these people that have created such a little regard for human life? The message seems pretty clear to me here. Structural weaknesses, non-living and living, need to be addressed or sink we will. Are we clear? And this is where you say, yes. And then I say, I said, are we clear? And you say, crystal. KK, my inner Jack Nicholson has been addressed from a few good men. I had to do that. All right, let's look at this notion from my classroom perspective. I did an activity with my students that I often do with adults when I present. Go ahead and play along if you wish. Uh, with my kids, these are anonymous, by the way, so they don't put their names on them. On one side of a note card that's folded in half, uh, they'd write, if you knew the real me, you'd understand that, and then they put a little ellipsis, or the three dots. Then on the interior flip side, they would an answer honestly. In doing this with my students, I got a variety of answers, as you would with adults as well. Some are very lighthearted, such as, if you knew the real me, you'd understand that I love sports, or I enjoy cooking, or my family is everything to me. However, the flip side to that coin are some other responses. If you knew the real me, you'd understand that I'm struggling with my sexuality. I come to school every day hungry. There's a lot of arguing in my home. I have to take care of my younger siblings while my parents work late. The point of this for my classroom is to not attempt to drive the car until you check under the hood. If I have kids who are hungry, lonely, confused, can I really expect them to learn what I'm attempting to teach? More than likely not. You see, whatever foundational, or foundational cracks we allow to exist will slowly tear us down. This could lead to a multitude of problems, including our mental and physical well-being. So for a little workout here, if you choose to do so, step one, have an honest conversation with yourself. And I said honest and reflect on unresolved issues that you know in your heart eat away at you. Step two, ask yourself why these cracks issues consistently affect you. And step three, if any of these cracks have a tendency to affect your daily routines, seek help immediately. I'm no doctor, I'm no psychotherapist, I'm no psychiatrist, I'm none of the above. I'm just telling you that if there's a crack that affects your daily routines more often than not, you need to get some help from somebody that knows what they're doing. In the end, please
please do not allow the water to completely overtake your foundation. For one, it's far more powerful and you're gonna lose. Secondly, it will crush you. Lastly, from a symbolic standpoint, we'd rather not sink to the depths of the ocean floor with no option of resurfacing. We're human and would much rather float.